0: Movie Blast, Movie Blast, Movie Blast. Movie Blast, Movie Blast, Movie Blast. With
1: Bob and Bax.
0: Hey everybody, welcome to Movie Blast with Bob and Bax. I am Bob and I'm Bax. And we're the Movie Blast. That's who we are. That's us. So Bax, um I have been excited to talk to you about this since Sunday. So many days have gone past that I've just been chomping at the bit to talk to you about a little movie called Alita Battle Angel. I like I like chomping at the bit. Yeah. I that's like that. Part of it. So I actually walked into this blind. I hadn't seen a movie trailer. I had no idea what it was about. You told me that it was based on a manga when you saw it. And I was like, oh, that might be something I'm interested in. And uh, so what, do, what did you know about this movie before you walked in?
1: I would just remember seeing trailers a while ago. Like it was supposed to drop last year. It got delayed a few times. That's besides the point. I remember seeing trailers and being like, Ooh, like this looks sci-fi. I could get into this. And then it's like Robert Rodriguez. And I was like, Oh, like that name gets me excited. I could get into this. And then it was like James Cameron. And I'm like, James Cameron, like I'm not as revved up about you as some people, but your name's on it. So like, I'm more intrigued. So for me, like the early trailers and stuff, like the interest was there. And it wasn't until I initially saw the trailers and then I looked it up and then I found out that it was based on a manga and there was an anime, OVA, stuff like that.
0: Yeah. I think uh, the most interesting thing that I found out was that James Cameron, before Avatar, was planning to make this movie. Like this was going to be his big thing. Then the hype around Avatar got so huge and Disney World was like, you know what? Let's build a park, which ruined it. And, there, and, the, and then, so Allie told me this. Did you know that uh, where Avatar Land is was going to be like where monsters of the universe are? like, it was going to be this like, uh, like dragons and like, like fantastical creatures, right? Like that was what was going to go there. And now it's Avatar.
1: I don't like keep tabs on the parks like some people do. But if you were led back, like, would you rather have what Bob just described or would you rather have an Avatar-themed thing, like I would take what Bob described.
0: So yeah, so that's what happened with like the making of the film. So he actually wrote this before Avatar, and uh, yeah, so passed the reins to Robert Rodriguez, who, uh, if you go back, we actually recorded a whole thing about Robert Rodriguez, but to get you caught up to speed, uh, made a movie for $7,000 called El Mariachi, launched his career, uh, Desperado, um, Sin City, from dusk till dawn like awesome guy um you should go check out his flicks if you like this one and if you've watched it um but yeah he's uh got a bunch of cool movies that you could check out
1: sin city is my favorite film and yeah i i really dig robert's work and i agree with bob you should totally go check his stuff out if you haven't already
0: so spoiler alert so i'll just drop it now because the facts might have some spoilers if you don't stop right now, you're gonna find out that this is all just a setup for a sequel. It totally is. I hope that they make a sequel because I wanna know what happens next. I'm very interested. As am I. How about you hit us with those movie facts? Man, I could, I could
1: hit the, the listeners out there with a few. If you are out there and you're listening, by the way, thanks for listening, we really appreciate it. And Bob, thanks for hanging out with me and talking about movies with me right now. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that too. So, like, Bob already unpacked some of my facts, the fact that it was written by James Cameron. It was directed by Robert Rodriguez. We already unpacked that. It's a recent release. Um, like Bob said, he went and saw it in theaters recently. February 14th of this year is when it actually dropped. It was shot for $170 million, And so far, they've already made $351 million, and it's still in theaters. So, financially, it's doing great. And uh, the, ca- the cast is stacked. So, Rosie Bianca Salazar is Alita in the lead role. Christoph Waltz. I really enjoyed Christoph Waltz's work. I really enjoyed him in this film. Jennifer Connelly. I feel like I hadn't seen her in a while. I liked seeing her in this. Jackie Earl Haley. Um, the, the cast is stacked. That's that's the Toulon didn't read. And then Marshala Ali. Who's who's just been killing the game lately. Mm-hmm. Like Oscars for supporting actor. Now he's got two. So yeah, he's just been getting it in.
0: And backs. This is actually co-written by Lita Calogridis. I hope I pronounced that correctly.
1: I think that you did. I was surprised when I looked her up because she wrote Alexander, Pathfinder, Shutter Island, um, co-wrote Terminator Genesis, Altered Carbon, which was a show on Netflix that a lot of people really liked. She helped start that up and was an executive producer on it. So, um, So yeah, I was surprised at how much work she had done because before I saw her listed on this, I didn't even know who she
0: was. No, that's cool. No, it's, it's really like, it's interesting to see, um, cause Robert Rodriguez doesn't strike me as a guy who's into, uh, cyberpunk and James Cameron. I could see, uh, this lead up person I can see cause just knowing the other things that she's made, yeah. very cool. Um, but yeah, it's just, it was interesting to see Robert Rodriguez get a, get assigned to this film, even though he's awesome. And I think he did a lot of visually great things in the movie. But yeah, it was just an inter- interesting pick. So, Bax, I'm gonna hit you with the most brief synopsis ever because there's so much that happens in this movie, and I can't even really sum it up. So I'm just gonna in pull. movies and theaters. People should hey, just yeah. go see it. You should just go see it. You should roll the dice and check it out. So, from our friends at IMDB, Alita Battle Angel a deactivated cyborg, is revived but can't remember anything about her past life and goes on a quest to find out who she is. Isn't that neat? That's a cool, that's a cool premise, right?
1: It's totally a cool premise.
0: All right, Bax. So I'm going to try to summarize it because I think, you need, I think the people need to know a little context about what happens in this movie because if we just start naming people, they're going to have no idea what's going on. So Alita. Alita is this awesome robot uh, that is this super insane fighter that we find out, uh, because Dyson Ido, uh, who repairs robots, finds her in the junkyard, attaches her to a body and for extra spending money, he's a bounty hunter. So he's out on the streets. She's following him. Cause she's like, Hey, I'm new. I don't have any memories, but you seem shady because he came back injured once. So she's out on the streets trying to figure out what's going on with his Ido character. Um, who becomes kind of a father figure to her. And she discovers that he's actually fighting these other bad guys. So there's these villains out on the street that are just trying to kill people and uh, basically just take their parts from them, stuff like that, for money. Um, So she gets into this fight. She starts to remember about her past, that she was a super soldier. And so she ends up killing two of these guys, and one of them escapes. We find out that that one guy was actually working for this guy named Vector who runs Motorball. Motorball is a sport where a bunch of robots race with a ball and eventually they score. So, um, Alita befriends this kid named Hugo and they eventually fall in love so that she can kind of have the human experience and grow as a robot human person thing. Um, And What happens is you find out that Ido and a person that's working for Vector, who's the bad guy who's trying to kill Alita the whole movie, uh, his ex wife is working for her. So these bounty hunters come get like get involved, and a bunch of crazy things happen. And the end of the movie is uh, setting up for a sequel, and uh, she's actually doing awesome at Motorball, trying to work her way up to the city above because they're at the last bastion of humanity. And the only way to get up is by becoming the grand champion of Motorball. That was as well as the movie explained it. (laughs) So, Max, now that you know more about the movie, uh, what's something that you hated? Man, things that I didn't like
1: about this film, like there's kind of three things that come to mind for me. The first, I wonder if the film was rated R, and it could have... Like I feel like there were scenes where violence would have took place, and the camera just kind of cuts away, or like they just don't show that on screen and part of me wonders like if it was
0: rated R if it could have like expressed itself better. does that make sense? I-, I was watching it, and I thought it had an R rating because of all of just like people getting ripped apart um olita being cut in half in one sequence like i felt like the stakes were very high the entire film so i mean like it didn't show a lot of like gore but i yeah. mean like it felt like i told uh, our mutual friend tyler not to bring his daughter to this movie because i was like this is too wild so but i mean like i could see it didn't show a lot but it implied a lot yeah yeah so like for me i was like "Ooh!" like that and i was visually like in my brain like completing all the bad stuff but she she shoved her arm in a guy's eyeball and they showed it yeah like i mean that's that's i was like oh man like ah so yeah
1: I think when you use the word imply, I think that's a really good word that I was looking for. So it's like for me, instead of like implying it, I wonder like if you just could have showed it. Okay. And because I know that Robert Rodriguez as a director, like has the ability to stylishly show like sequences like that. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe for me, I was just kind of bummed out like when the camera cut away or it didn't show it. Cause I was like, man, I feel like Robert could have done this really well. Yeah. I need to rewatch
0: it. Like yeah. it was just, it was visually just so fast. That I just was just like I was just sitting there, and they're fighting that alleyway sequence, and, and I there's probably implied stuff, and I'm like, oh, brutal. But that there's that one lady who got her head smashed into the wall, but you never see it. You just see her head it, like her body hits the ground, but you don't see her head smashed. Exactly. So I see what you're saying, but I was like, whoa. Yeah. Um. Also, the
1: ending is this two. This is my second thing that I was really like. thinking. I'm excited. I enjoy that the ending leaves it open for a sequel. Like, I like the ending that they end up on, but I felt like leading up to the ending, maybe there were, like, two or three times that it felt like, okay, like, maybe you could wrap it up here. And it kind of kept pushing. So I don't know if that's, like, a pacing thing or, like, a muddled-up script thing for me personally. Mm -hmm. Um, But maybe the ending could have been, like, more concise. And, like, the Hugo character, it's implied that, like, maybe he's going to pass away he doesn't pass away. He's brought back to life, but then like he passes away at the end. Right. So there's this part of me. It's like, but did you really need to bring Hugo back? Like, did you really need to save him? Mm -hmm. If he's going to end up dying kind of that kind of thing, I think was my gripe with it. And, um, my third thing that I wasn't feeling is kind of Hugo as a character as a whole. And that's probably part of it The part where he like, he's on his deathbed. They're able to bring him back, but he dies anyway. That kind of bugged me. Why do you bother bringing them back? But it's the romance thing. I get it. Like I, I enjoyed seeing Alita get to have that human experience. Right. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And feel that spark. So I don't know why I didn't enjoy it so much. Like, did it feel too teen romancey to me? Did it feel too forced? I don't know. But for some reason I just found myself not feeling Hugo.
0: Yeah. I didn't really like Hugo either as a character. Um, but it's one of those things where you're watching and you're like, okay, well, I kind of get it. It kind of felt like any of those like twilight, like that kind of thing where two people meet each other and they instantly fall in love. Like, it's just, I really did they, I'm pretty sure that like the dog was cool. Like she saved the dog and he wasn't like, Oh wow. Like, like she rolled underneath a giant, like mech destroyer and he was like. That's interesting. I like people. And it's just like, oh, you're a robot. I like robots too. And then like secretly he's like killing robots for their parts. Yeah. Not killing, but just, just, just electrifying them and stealing their parts. Not a big deal.
1: It's like a dirty side hustle thing.
0: But I'm, but every time he's doing it, he's doing it for vector and he just leaves the people with vector. They're dead. Like, they don't like go. Hey, uh, thanks for showing up, Vector. Like the Vector's not out there wearing a mask, hiding his identity. You see him, you're dead. Anyways, um, so I agree with you. Uh, the love story seemed forced. Um, something that I didn't really like was uh, how all of a sudden um, Ido's wife, uh, played by Jennifer Connelly, goes like, "You know what? I'm gonna help you because." I'm a good person. And you're like, you're trying to go to the other place. Like you're trying to go to the Sky Island. You've divorced your husband who you had a kid with, who died. Be, and like, because you guys were doping the motorball players, like if you guys didn't do that, your daughter would be alive. That's that's on you. So, anyways, long story short, or long story longer. <laughs> um yeah i just like i didn't like that part um it felt like it was a very uh disjointed movie at times where there's just a lot going on um which was interesting and i never felt bored during it but i was having to like catch up like wait wait wait, she's gonna go become a motorball star but why do that when you're trying to like not get killed by vector but and so it's just a lot of pieces to put together but mind you this is a nine-part manga so they tried to condense nine books, which usually a story arc in like an anime is maybe maybe nine. You know what I mean? Like it's a chunk, like an entire story arc in a season might be nine mangas. I think that's what one Punch Man was, maybe like eight, something like that.
1: Yeah, and with the pacing too, the, the beginning, like there's not really like a buildup or anything. It's like ido's there, mm-hmm. and Alita's body's there, and then they're moving, and then like Alita wakes up. Like,
0: yeah. So yeah, they're moving quickly. I bet if you read the manga, though, that's the first thing that happens because that's Japanese storytelling. It's just like uh, you're into the situation and this is the start of it. And like this is the origin of how it all works. And that's book one. Book two is like the first bad guy, which would be like the people in the alleyway. Like those are the first bad guys to introduce you to the evils of the world. Like the third and fourth is setting up the next leg of the journey. And that's the next leg. Her figuring out motorball, and these people wanted to go to the other place, whatever. So, I mean, like, I can see how this was written, like in those nine graph- like in those nine mangas. So, Bax, What did you love?
1: Man, I like the movie as a whole. I was really feeling it. Yeah. I like sci-fi stuff, and it was super sci-fi. You mentioned the word cyberpunk earlier. I like the cyberpunk atmosphere, I like the world building. That's probably a good way to summarize it. I like the world building. I like Alita as a strong female protagonist. I like the flashbacks when, like, she caught a glimpse of herself being a super soldier, like you also talked about. Dr. Ido as a character. I like Christoph Waltz. I like his character. And, like, the father and daughter relationship that him and Alita have. Like, you also mentioned, like, Dr. Ido loses his daughter, and that's super tragic. So the fact that he's able to kind of. Get another daughter, you know, and, and have that in his life, and have that void filled. Like that made me feel the idea of motorball. Like I'm, I'm into the motorball thing, and uh, and the sequel, how open ended it was, leaving open for something else. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot that I liked about it.
0: Yeah, I think like you hit on a lot of the stuff I liked as well. Uh, I think the world was visually super cool to see like the city above that nobody can reach but like you're down in the kind of the dumps like you're in like uh, the scrapyard area like or the Iron City Um, and so it's very like moderately high tech and then like there's stuff that's like super high tech and so depending on your wealth level you're either going to have like super nice stuff and your arm works great or you're going to have a clunky old robot arm that Dr. Ido found in a dumpster so it's like that's super cool. And I think the characters are really great. Uh, vector being bad and then having like the ba- the big bad come into his eyes and like take possession of people I thought was really neat. Um, and I think that like all, all in all, like the story was very interesting, but I would have liked to see it, um, focused or like ended at a specific spot before she's like a motorball champion like have somewhere to build to and start the next movie. Cause all that's happening now is she's going to go up there and kick butt. You know what I mean? Like that's all that's left is she's, she's now champion. Let's go up. I don't see what happens next. Mm. Um, so yeah, like I think there was a lot to like, um, yeah. And I was able to like, I, I think the biggest thing for me was I was able to identify with a CGI character. And I, and I was able to, like, empathize with her and be like, oh, man, that sucks. Like, you lost your body. So, Bax, you want to hit us with those internet facts, what people really think?
1: For sure, man. I would love to. So, for Alita Battle Angel, if you go over to IMDb, it currently has a 7.6. I feel good about it having a 7.6 at IMDb. And if you go to Rotten Tomatoes, it's interesting. And this is one where the critics and the general audience they have different opinions. There's a gap here. So 60% of the critics around Tomatoes gave this a positive review. 94% of the general audience there gave it a positive review.
0: And so that to me explains one thing is that critics, they're probably looking at like, how did this relate to the, an- like the anime and the manga that has preceded it? Like that's where they're coming from. They're like not getting what they want out of it. Um, and we're just sitting there not knowing anything about the story, just enjoying our popcorn and hanging out. That's the disconnect. I'm, I'm happy this movie has a 94. It's fresh. Definitely. Rotten Tomatoes. Alita Battle Angel's story struggles to keep up with its special effects, but fans of the futuristic sci-fi action may still find themselves more than sufficiently entertained. And that sums it up. Like, it's a good summary. Yeah, like, I feel like that's accurate. Like, I think... <sighs> Yeah, I think that the special effects were amazing. Like, I felt like they shot this all in a real place. Like, that's where we are with technology. It all looks great. And even the, Hugo is able to work off a completely CGI person. You know what I mean? Like, that right there says a lot about how good of a director and how good, of these, how good these actors actually are. However, it may have she uh, the person who actually played Alita might have been standing there doing all these scenes and they and she just might be in a motion capture suit. Facts, if you had to grade it, what would you say? I'm gonna give it an A. Man, this is Jaws level.
1: Man, we we talked about in the last episode about how I'm really generous with the grades. You are. Yeah,
0: um, I'm gonna give this a B. Um, I think there was it's a it's a good movie. I enjoyed it. Visually, stunning. Visually, it was very entertaining. Um, but all in all, I think there was, there could have, the plot could have been tightened up. They could have cut some of the fat out of the film, shortened it down a little bit. And then, but I, I'm interested to read the manga. So, I mean, that says a lot. So, like, I want to know more about this world and more about these characters.
1: I hope you get to check the manga out and then you let me know how it is. I will. Hey, Bax. Hey, Bob.
0: It's great. Check out the manga. Oh. Yeah.
1: I gotta get on that. Yeah,
0: I have no idea. Um, So um, Bax, if they're listening to to this podcast and if they're interested in other podcasts, maybe they could go check out Gamezilla, Legend of Retro, Last Action Podcast, Noobs and Dragons, or Noiseland Arcade. All solid shows. Talking about nerdy stuff that you might be into. And if you're not into it, well, you tried. You tried. And we appreciate you listening to our show. Yeah, the greatest of all. So, And if they're trying to engage with us, backs.
1: If you guys would like to engage with us, you can find us on Instagram. So if you go to the gram, Movie Blast Podcast, that's us. Um, if, if you follow us, we drop stuff on there. When we drop new episodes, you'll be able to keep up with us. If you send us a DM, we'll respond to your DM. If you leave us a comment, we're going to respond to your comment. If you give us some likes, We'll give you some likes in return. So, yeah. We, we One, we appreciate you listening. And two, we'd love to engage with you over on the gram.
0: Yeah. Anything else, Bax?
1: You know, thanks to all the listeners out there. Um, know that you're important and that you matter. Watch movies that make you happy. Whatever time of the day it is, wherever you are, I hope you're doing well. Me too. Thanks for being my friend.
0: Yeah, thanks to be my friend. Well, see See ya.
1: With Bob problem. and Bax.